listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. Well, well, well. Here we are at episode nine. Well, well, well. Here we fancy, are. Fancy seeing you here again, huh? <laughs> episode 9, almost at episode 10 of season 2. Episode 10 of season Insane. 1 was a big moment for us, and now we're at almost at episode 10 of season 2. Yeah, I mean, at this point in season 1, we were like, holy shit, it's happening. We were amped. We were, I mean, we were getting ready to throw a damn party. And... You know, maybe now we're a little jaded, but we're still excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, we're still at at number nine, so we'll be more excited when we actually get to number ten. We can't waste all our energy now, you know. (laughs) No, gotta conserve it. This episode's called Firewalker, um, which is a cool name. But I wish that the Firewalker um, that it was referencing wasn't a robot, because I think that maybe would have been, you know, an interesting episode plotline is like a, a guy that can walk through fire or some shit and he doesn't burn or I don't know, you know, I'll come up with a spec script and submit it to Chris Carter. But uh, until that happens, this Firewalker is um, a robot little robot you know it sure is and i didn't see that coming um in the first scene whenever somebody said what's the robot doing in the volcano i was like wow what a sentence just to Mm -hmm. start with what a sentence that is uh and it also made me think that this was going to be another episode about robots which it wasn't like firewalker the robot was not even that important in this no, he was barely mentioned after, you know, the opening scene. Maybe once again they were like, oh, we got this footage from from the robot. But otherwise, like, no one goes looking for Firewalker. No one rescues Firewalker from the volcano. Firewalker doesn't reveal any more information as the plotline goes on. Firewalker is just used for its cool name. Right. I mean, Firewalker is what brought this thing up uh, from the volcano, but we don't see that happen. We're just told that it happened. And I frequently thought throughout this episode that instead of Firewalker, this episode should have just been called The Descent, because they say Mm. The Descent, I would say, approximately 500 times. (laughs) I think that you bring up a good point. A way better name. Way more accurate. Um, And, well, I was going to say cooler, but Firewalker is cool, so I don't know. Equal on coolness. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like the Descent was referenced more than Firewalker was. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So... We're at a volcano in this episode, and it's about, 
I, I don't know, a parasitic type of life form that's found in the volcano. Again, and I know we mentioned this when we talked about the description last week, but extremely similar to the episode Ice, where they found a parasitic life form in the ice, except now it's in the heat. Yeah, they just went the opposite direction. I did read on the internet a quick blurb about this episode where basically when it came out it got pretty bad reviews because everyone was like this is really similar to stuff you've already done like you're not really giving us anything new it's just a different parasite we've seen it surprise us (laughs) I'm gonna have to say that I agree with those reviews because not only have we seen this before, and much of this, I was just like, this is the same plot line as Ice, except David Duchovny does not get naked in it and does not reference his uh, very big member. But this is the episode directly after Scully is returned to us, and we spend no amount of time talking about that. No amount of time, except for Mulder being like, maybe you shouldn't do this, maybe you shouldn't do that let me protect you, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I want to work. And like, that's all we get. It's like, excuse me, can we have a discussion about what the fuck happened to her? Does she remember anything? Does she know where she was? Does she, what, what happened? They're like, no, let's go to a volcano and not talk about it. Right, exactly. And I do remember at the end of the last episode, she was like, Mulder, I don't remember anything. Which, okay, fine. You don't remember anything as soon as you wake up. I get that. But, like, it also seems, according to this episode, that she has zero questions. She has zero need to investigate what happened to her. Yeah, it seems like they should be following up on that. Like, Scully, we saw, was herself an X-File at one point. But I don't think the case is closed when Scully returns. Like, the case is just now opening. Like, we haven't figured out anything. No. And whenever, what you just mentioned, whenever Mulder's like, should you be doing this, Scully? Scully is like, I've already lost too much time. Which made me go, well, how much time has it been? I have, I have no clue. Yeah, because it was like, not very many episodes at all. But in, you know, the time frame of the show, I don't know, weeks, months, days, hours, it could be, it could be somewhere within any of those. And, um, yeah, she's just upset, like, that she was gone. Like, she's not even upset at the circumstances in which she was taken. I mean, prior the abduction she was also kidnapped by Dwayne Barry pretty violently hurt and none of that is addressed either they're just like well Scully's back she's ready to get back to work let's do it and you know what she looks beautiful I will give her that she does look really beautiful in this episode I think her hair is longer than the last time we've seen it maybe it's not but it looks longer to me so I guess she was gone long enough for her hair to grow Yeah, now she, like, puts it back in a little clip and stuff. Pretty cute. Very cute. Very cute. You know, while we're on, hair counts as fashion, right? Mulder wears denim on denim again in this episode. Denim on denim. And not only. Denim on denim. 
Not only is he wearing denim on denim, but this time it's buttoned up. Like I said that I wanted it to be last time. He's got that denim shirt in, shirt on. It's tucked in and it's buttoned up, which is everything that I've said that I wanted. All of your wishes are coming true this season. I mean, this is the second time we have denim on denim in season two. And it's already, you know, exactly what you want it to be. Yeah, little did I know back in season one in Skinwalker, when I said I wanted Mulder and denim on denim, that it would actually happen and that it would happen more than once. What what a joy. Beautiful. He looks great in it. And I also feel like this is his traveling outfit. Like the last time we saw him wearing this, I think he was in Puerto Rico, maybe Costa Rica, mm-hmm. uh, one of those. Uh, so it, it, it just seems like he wears this, I guess, when he travels to warm climates. Yeah, I guess so. He's like, you know, when you go somewhere warm, you've got to wear as much denim as you can. It's a breathable fabric. It makes me look great. <laughs> well, he's right about that. Yeah, one of those things. <laughs> I feel like with this episode, it's not like it wasn't interesting. It was interesting, but I feel like I was more intrigued by the people, by the characters, than I was by the plot. Um, I guess maybe because, like we said, it's a similar plot to what we've seen, um, except we're in a volcano. And, I mean, I don't know, was this virus parasite grosser than the worm? I'm not sure, but it was... More jarring uh, visually, I think. Yeah, so what happens when people are infected is that eventually we start seeing things happening in their neck. Things start bulging out of their neck, and then basically something explodes out of their neck. And it's like a, it's like a stem. It's like a long vine, basically. Yeah. And, like and what we're told... Tentacle. Yeah, like a tentacle. And at first I wasn't sure, is it alive? Is it moving? And it's not. It's just literally like an arm of a tree sticking out of their neck. Yeah, and I think what upset me so much about it was that, and it's not like it would be better, but I wanted it to just come out of their mouths because it's clearly coming up up the throat. And I'm like, why does it have to stick out of the neck why can't it just finish the journey up and through the mouth but you know they wanted the violent imagery of it sticking out of the neck yeah it was violent and it was like it came out of everyone's neck at the same place like I don't know what's going on in our biology but just that point in the neck is where this thing is like okay it's time to protrude Yeah, and we don't know what it looks like inside. Is it just like a tree? Is it like just the stem and it's like that's just where it has to go? It's unclear to us, but um, I didn't like looking at it. No, I I really didn't like it. I don't like the idea of it. As we know, I don't like plants and I'm made uncomfortable by plants. The idea of a fungus growing inside of you makes me very uncomfortable. The idea just of spores itself, 
I, I'll just go out and say that spores are another thing that I'm afraid of. I think that's, that's fine. I don't feel personally offended by that one. But I did think while watching this episode, I was like, well, Alana doesn't like plants indoors, let alone inside the body. Um, I imagine that's just way worse for you. It's pretty bad. Um, for a long time, I remember reading a story and I don't, I, I, you know, I don't remember the details of it probably because I blacked it out, but I remember reading a story of like grass, grass blades growing in somebody's lungs or, or something happening like that. Um, and that has really stuck with me as one of the things that makes me most uncomfortable and sometimes I worry that that's happening inside of me and how would I know? And I, it, it's, it's a real fear of mine. I would say, I guess is, is a plant growing inside of me. Hmm. I know you don't know the answer to this cause you just said that you don't really remember much about it, but I'd love to know what, what happened that caused blades of grass to grow inside someone's lungs. Seems like a very specific well, environment is needed for growth and that the lungs are not providing that. Sure. And, um, I mean, I don't believe it was like, you know, a whole lawn growing inside of somebody's lungs. It was like, well, you know, a very sure. small amount of grass. But I do believe that what happened is that some spores were inhaled and then... I don't know, one in a million chance it it produces some grass. Wow. That's that's incredibly upsetting. Really upsetting. And honestly, I could have read this story, and I think that it's likely I probably read this story like 15 years ago and have never forgotten it. Think about it frequently. So you really didn't like this episode. <laughs> Just on like a personal, like moral basis. <laughs> yeah, on a moral basis. I guess actually, I mean, it didn't make me that upset. Um, I didn't like it. I don't like thinking about it. Uh, and the more I bring up these like past traumas of news stories I have read, the more I mm -hmm. don't like it. Yeah. But honestly, when I was watching it, I think I was mostly just kind of bored by it and kind of like you know Scully is like denying that anything's happening here she's like people are just suffering from PTSD like we just have to get them out of here and get them treated and it's like Scully you've literally seen this before in, in Alaska and you know it was more than PTSD and also you were just abducted by aliens so I'm gonna need you to throw out more options here but see, she doesn't remember anything, so she doesn't know. She was just in a regular kidnapping. <laughs> sure. Because no one's yeah. fucking talked to her about what happened, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, I thought there was part of me that was like, oh, it's kind of fun to have this dynamic back, you know, Mulder and Scully at it again, the believer and the skeptic, but at the same time, you're like, seems like we shouldn't be doing it right now <laughs> it seems like Skelly should be a little more inclined and I do kind of feel like there are points where it was like Mulder was like this is why I fucking didn't want you to come because <laughs> I knew weird shit was happening and I knew you were gonna tell me it's not 
But, of course, weird shit is happening. But, yeah, I... I was, I guess, a little bored. Like I said, I thought the people were... I mean, mostly I'm talking about the character of Jesse. This girl is so strange to me. And I just could not figure her out most of the time. And I really enjoyed it. Well, so I want to talk about Jesse, but I do also want to say that Daniel, who is the, I, I, he's like, I'll just say Rambo living in the volcano, living in the volcano, killing people. Um, so that's Bradley Whitford, who I know mainly from the West Wing. And mm-hmm. if there's any West Wing fans out there, I, you know, I love him in the West Wing, had a huge crush on Josh Lyman. You might also know him from the movie Get Out as the very scary dad in that movie. He's great. I love him. He does a great job just being absolutely wildly insane in this episode. Yeah, I mean, great acting, you know. No no shortage of, of talent here. Just um, nonsense plot line. <laughs> Nonsense plotline, and I I do want to talk about how crazy he is, but the reason that I I brought him up in relation to Jesse is -hmm. because I think at one point she mentions, like, he was her professor, she was his student, or, like, some type of, like, mentor relationship there, but by the end of the episode, it's very clear that they definitely had a sexual relationship also. Yeah, there was something going on there. He was her thesis advisor, I think, and asked her to come work on a research project with him, which is probably not uncommon. But it immediately, I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. And then someone earlier in the episode makes a comment like, oh, I don't think his wife would something, something, something. And I was like, something's going on here that they're not explicitly telling us, but she was definitely having sex with him. For sure. For sure. I think she was in love with him. At the end of the episode, after she has had, you know, fungus jut out of her neck and is dead, he's not infected, but he sees her dead and is just very emotional about it carries her into the volcano and I guess they just both die in the volcano. Yeah, he <laughs> he's like I'm done. Um it's a it's just weird. It's just fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and they've like they've all been there for like 8 months or something. Which I guess isn't it's a long time for a research experiment, but I get that, you know, working with a volcano, it's probably difficult. Uh, it's a difficult environment to work with. But it does seem absurd, in a way, for them all to have been there that long. And I wonder if they were sleeping together before, or if they just started on uh, this adventure. Yeah, I have to assume that if they weren't sleeping together before, that he asked her to come on this because he wanted to sleep with her. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's probably how it went. He was like, I've got the perfect move. <laughs> um, 
highly inappropriate. What else do you feel about Jesse? Are there other things that you want okay. to talk about? I felt like her, her, I mean, I get they were all like pretty jittery and like did have PTSD and were freaked out about all these other things. But just something about her, and I think it was just that actress and her facial expressions were just like, she kind of reminded me in some way of um, the woman in The Shining, whose name I can't think of right now. Shelly But, Duvall. yes. Like, there was some similarity there, and I was like, she's just weird and, like, fun to watch. But the main thing... The main thing for me about Jesse was that this bitch has been on this volcano, wherever the fuck. I think they were in Oregon. Um, for eight months. And that means that she has to have been cutting her own bangs that way. Um, <laughs> because her bangs were like an inch long. And, you know, she made that choice to to keep up that haircut um and i thought that that was a very specific look and i didn't want that to go unmentioned i'm really glad you didn't let it go unmentioned i think it it definitely is a choice she has to be making and it's a bold choice and i think it speaks to her mental state Mm. she's just continuously cutting her bangs because she's unwell i mean we all know when you get bangs, you're probably in an emotional crisis, and she's in such an emo- emotional crisis that her bangs are only, like, an inch long. Yeah, definitely. And listen, as someone who cut my own bangs for a long time, as someone who, in the pandemic, has done insane things to her hair, just just cutting it wildly in crazy places, I get it. But, you know, that's a consistent choice that she's making over and over again. She's not trying things new. I, I mean, I guess maybe she she has tried new things and we just haven't seen them. But she deliberately made this choice to make her bangs that short. Yeah, maybe she used to have just like really long hair and she recently cut the short bob and tiny bangs look. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, she was like, oh, this guy that I'm sleeping with has gone insane and has killed somebody. So, um, you know what? My response to that is going to be to cut my hair. And I will say, yeah, I, I relate to that. I would probably do the same thing. (laughs) Oh, Jesse, I almost said it's going to be okay, but she's dead. So, yeah, it's not okay. So basically what has happened here is that Firewalker, the robot, brought up a rock, I think, from the volcano. And the scientists, geologists, whatever they are who are up there, <laughs> broke into that kind of broke the rock. Uh, that released the spores. The spores can only attach to a host immediately after being released. If they don't find a host within like a couple seconds, they die. So all of these people up here, except for Daniel, who um, is the crazy guy, and the guy who's been sleeping with Jesse, are infected. And Daniel knows this and has to kill them. Has to kill them all. Or is trying to kill them all. 
before the spores are released from them onto other people. Which is, you know, in a way, the right thing to do. And in a way, not the right thing to do. But I get that he was trying to prevent the spread of whatever the fuck this is. Which obviously they were not expecting to find or come across. Even though he was like very cocky in that one clip about how important their research is. And how they're like going to the core of earth and like the beginning of all life. And it's like, I don't know, maybe you should have thought that you're going to find something pretty fucked up. Because that's what happened, and it didn't go very well. And those people up in Alaska could have told you that. Yeah, they really could have. And he is dressed like Rambo. You know, his body is half burnt up. I don't know. I mean, I guess that it's half burnt because he literally lives in a volcano. And I guess my question is, why is he living in a volcano? I think, I don't know. I imagine he's just trying to to stay away from the rest of the, the team, but it seems like he could do that a little bit elsewhere. Um, but I do think he had some sort of emotional breakdown and snap, um, which probably occurred when they discovered this thing because it probably broke his brain. But I don't know, maybe he was just like, if I'm going to have to be a murderer, I'm going to have to go buck wild, live in the volcano, be one with the earth, fully abandon my personhood, and just be, you know wild and that's kind of you know I guess it seems like a nice way to do it I don't know yeah I like that choice for him and I mean I guess maybe the logic of it is that I I think that there's something about high temperatures that kill the spores Mm. or don't let the spores be released so maybe he feels like it's the safest there but also that's where they found the rock that you know initially released the spores in the first place so it's a it's a confusing decision yeah but I guess yeah like you said if it's the high temperatures that prevent the spread it was because they took the rock out and cracked it open not within high heat. So, you know, he's no dummy, but he's weird. Yeah, and they reference at one point, and it's really just a throwaway line, but they're like, yeah, he's bipolar. And it's like, okay, do we need that? I don't I don't know that we do. No, he's bipolar. They He went off his meds, you know, at one point, and I'm like, I don't know that... I don't know what we're trying to do here, but it doesn't seem like um, something that's positive for, uh, you know, mental health awareness and uh, also doesn't seem to have an impact actually at all on what was happening. It's just that this fucking crazy virus parasite thing is here and now he has to kill people like he didn't make that choice because he's bipolar like... (laughs) 
Right. And I guess, like, the real purpose of it is to be a red herring for the scullies of the world in that, like, no, there's nothing weird going on here. It's just this guy's bipolar and he started killing people. But that's not it. He's actually, you know, he's making a somewhat sane choice to try to defeat these parasitic spores that have invaded his friends. <laughs> yeah, they do it just so Scully can be like, no, he's bipolar, they have PTSD, and boom, everything's explained, and we can move on now. Come on, Mulder. <laughs> yeah, Mulder, you idiot. <laughs> Daniel does shoot someone with a flare gun, which is kind of fun. When Mulder and this guy go into a volcano, Mulder's inside a volcano. That's a big thing that's happening here. Mulder's in a volcano being led by a guy that he definitely shouldn't trust. That guy's being sketchy as hell because, you know, he knows. But he leads Mulder into the volcano as Mulder requests and... I'd love, you know, to know more about what this experience was like for Mulder. But I don't think we're going to get that. No, he'll never mention again that he was inside a volcano. Not ever. Which, like, if I was in a volcano, I'd find a way to bring it up. Every day? Twice a day? I don't know. It'd be frequently mentioned. Absolutely. Everyone who knew me would know that I had been inside of a volcano. And, like, they'd tell people, too. They'd be like, I know someone that was in a volcano. Yeah. I mean, you would be known as the girl who was in a volcano. Like, that's oh, a volcano girl. Yeah. That's, man, that sounds like my new dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll just tell people that I know that you've been inside a volcano. Okay. That works. <laughs> Perfect. Don't, don't, tell them not to listen to this. <laughs> oh, they probably don't anyway. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when Mulder finds Daniel inside the volcano, Daniel is kind of what he's saying make sense but isn't necessarily what Mulder is trying to figure out from him like there's at one point he kind of reads Mulder and kind of tells Mulder about himself and he's like you still believe you can petition heaven for some penetrative answer if you found that answer what would you do with it and I feel like that's what we've been saying in the exact same word for word, we have been saying word that. for word. That's what I've said. I mean, I I say it once an episode. <laughs> um, yeah, that is what we've been saying, though. Uh, what the fuck is he gonna do with it? Yeah, Mulder. What do you want with your penetrative answer? What would you do with it? And you know what? Mulder doesn't answer him, because Mulder doesn't know. He's like, ah, not now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me the hard questions. Just let me go on a mad hunt for things. 
It is nice, though, because I don't know if this has happened before. Maybe it has. I know that Scully has kind of laid into Mulder, definitely at the end of season one. But I don't know if it's happened before that anyone has confronted Mulder about the fact that he wants these answers and he doesn't know what to do with him. And it's nice to kind of hear these things, again, that we've been saying about Mulder be reflected by the show. Yeah, I agree. Because it does show that it's something the show is thinking about. The writers are aware that Mulder needs a reason and a plan, but they're still not quite giving it to us. But they're like, we get that what this man is doing is crazy and that he should be questioned about his motives every once in a while, but not too much. (laughs) And he's not going to answer about them. No, because it's like, you know, obviously we have the FBI working against him at times. It's not that we need people to be against him. It's just that we need people to be holding him accountable. It's like, I'm supporting you. I'm glad you're doing this. But why, again? Just remind me why. Remind me what we're going to do when we find it. Like, I feel like if I were Scully, that would be a daily conversation I'd be trying to have. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. I'm totally on board. Mulder, I'm with you. I want to believe, let's go aliens, but, like, what's going to happen again when we, when we find one? (laughs) Yeah, she probably does say that every day, and they just don't include it in the episodes, because, like, including the same thing every episode would be boring. True, plus it's a really short conversation, because Mulder never answers her. Right, exactly. When Mulder's in the volcano, as you said, that guy gets shot with a flare gun. And he realizes he has to run out to save Scully because Jesse is with her and she's infected. Again, Scully is left with the infected, dangerous person. She I mean, is always left with the infected, dangerous person. It's it's classic. And it, it almost felt like to me that we should have given Scully a break in this episode. Scully has just been through a lot. She's been abducted. She was previously kidnapped. She's been returned. She was in a coma. And yet she's still the one needing rescued. Like, can't we just have her come back and, like, be fucking strong? Can't she be the one who has to go save Mulder from, you know, the spores? Right. But also, I feel like this is what always happens with Scully is that she is put, well, not always, but a lot of times, (laughs) she is put in a dangerous situation. Mulder is somewhere else, realizes that she's been left in a dangerous situation and runs to her. But by the time he gets there, she's already taken care of it. So it's like, what's even the point? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, the girl's already dead. I locked her in the thing. Like, you know, (laughs) fuck you. Like, (laughs) thanks so much for coming to my rescue, Mulder. Like, (laughs) I need to talk about Jesse because, like you said, 
Mulder's in the volcano and we realize Jesse, surprise, surprise, is infected and Scully's alone with her. And Jesse starts to realize something's going on with her throat. She starts to realize she's infected. And I truly have no idea why she does this. But when she realizes she's infected and is about to die, she handcuffs herself to Scully. Like, why? L- like, literally, for what? Why would she do that? I don't know, because, like, the only thing that can happen is that the spores go into Scully, and it's like, it's not going to prevent her from dying, though, right? Like, she's no. still going to die, and there's no need to take Scully down in the process. Like, what the fuck? Right, and it's like, it's not even enough time. The only thing I can think is that she was like, if I handcuff myself to Scully, she'll have to save me because that means she has to save herself. But she does it when she's at the point that the thing is literally about to break through her neck. Like Scully, even if she wanted to, would not have time to figure out a cure and save her. No. No, I mean, really, there's no way for her to save her that we're aware of. And that, I guess, you're, it makes sense. That's a, a valid reason for her to try and do that. But, as you also said, it, it doesn't make sense and it wasn't going to happen. So, really, she was just trying to kill Skelly because, I don't know, she's pissed? Like, <laughs> Right, what's your problem, Jesse? She's I annoyed. Mean, Do they not want other people to know about what happened there? Is like, is is that it? They're like, no one can hear about this. Like, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand at all. Because like, at best, she's infecting Scully, and Scully's gonna leave and infect other people. Like, she's not preventing Scully from leaving. She's just trying to make it so Scully's infected. Yeah. I don't fucking know what this girl wanted. See, again, this points to her bangs proving that she is unstable. It's all in the bangs, you guys. All in the bangs. Okay, but we have to talk about Scully when she realizes that Jesse is about to explode and release spores and she's handcuffed to her. Scully literally picks her up and throws her over her shoulder, which is such an amazing scene. Like, yeah. the maybe the most attractive thing Scully has ever done up until now. Very hot. Very, very hot moves, Miss Scully. Just throws her over her shoulder like she's a ragdoll and carries she's, her. She's nothing. And, like, I would expect Scully to be somewhat weak at this point having just gone through what she's gone through having been in the hospital in a coma for for a while you would think that that her body is not at full capacity yet and yet she is somehow incredibly strong or is it just adrenaline and she's like fuck 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 i've got to do this or i die maybe but she she seems to be, you know, at peak physical strength. 
really. Like, even for Scully not to have just gotten out of the hospital, which, again, we don't know how long it's been since she was released from the hospital. Did she take time off? Did she go straight from the hospital to the X-Files? We don't know. But regardless, Scully is a short woman. She's a petite woman. She doesn't look that muscular. I mean, she, she looks fit, but she doesn't look that muscular. So for her to just be able to pick up somebody else and throw them over their shoulder is shocking on its own, even if she had been in perfect health for all of the time that we've known her. You know, if this is teaching us anything, it's that we should never underestimate Scully. We shouldn't. She can do anything, and she can fucking take care of herself, Mulder. So... True, she really can. She throws Jesse behind a door, closes the door. Jesse explodes. The spores hit the window of the room, but Scully's safe. Scully is safe. Thank God. I mean, woman's been through enough, as we've said. But, um, Mulder, <laughs> Mulder runs in just in time to do nothing. <laughs> To do absolutely nothing. He does ask her if she's okay a couple times. And then he caresses her face again. And I will say that when he caresses her face this time, it's not as awkward as when he did it when her dad died. No, this is a bit more natural. Um, I don't think any caress will ever be as awkward as that scene when her dad died. (laughs) He just... A hand to the face. No other contact. Just, just. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he just wanted to touch her. And I get it. Her skin is porcelain. It is beautiful. She's stunning. But let's control ourselves, Mulder. Yeah. I mean, this caress was okay, though. I this one I was, was This it. one was lovely. Yeah. That's how you do it, Mulder. That's how you should have done it the first time. He, he went home and, and he looked up some videos. <laughs> he, he probably practiced. Well, they're just in the mirror with himself. Like, no, 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 not like that. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of him. He's learning, you know. It's really yeah. all we can ask. Expanding his horizon, sleeping with a vampire, learning how to caress people. What a what a romantic history this guy has. <laughs> so, we're nearing the end of the episode now, and David, who is the crazy guy, comes in, as we said, he sees that Jesse is dead, he's distraught by it, doesn't really say anything, just kind of stands with his face in his hands against the window where he can see her. Um, and now everyone who has been infected is dead because David was never infected and it's over. Mulder or Skelly calls, I think it's Mulder calls for help and tells the help that there's only two survivors. He makes a choice to not tell them about David. I guess because he's like, okay, this guy's going to want to kill himself now and I'm okay with it. 
Yeah, he says something like, you know, that he's not going to want to answer. He's not going to answer any questions that we'd have for him anyway. And so, like, we might as well just leave him here. But, yeah, I don't (laughs) know. He makes the choice, and I guess it's fine. I mean, you know, the world will never know. And what would have happened if he had been forced to come with them? Maybe he would have killed himself anyway. Yeah, I mean, I guess what Mulder does is maybe the kind thing in this situation because David probably would have been blamed for the people that he killed. Understandable, because he did kill those people, but he did it for a reason. Uh, He protected, you know, the spread of this thing. And these people were going to die anyway, so... What are you going to do? Yeah. What what happens to this project now? Like, they were like, there are 20 million tax dollars going into funding this, you know, research that now everyone that worked on it, except, like, those two guys that were in the scene at the beginning with the guy that takes them there, they're still alive, but they don't fucking know what happened. And I imagine you cannot continue research at this site. No, so, probably not. I don't know. That's why I recommend not paying your taxes because they're mm. just going to go to these volcanic search expeditions that are going to get shut down because the people doing them are going to find a parasitic spore that's going to infect them and they're going to all die. And then the area is going to be quarantined and uh, we learn nothing. Well, you guys heard it here first. Don't pay your taxes. Don't pay your taxes. And Alana's I got good reasons. Very succinctly why you should not pay your taxes. And I think that it's uh amazing advice totally valid a huge concern of mine um and thank you thank you for getting the word out you're welcome the people need to know where their tax money is really going mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what good it's doing which is as we've seen from this episode of the x-files none none absolutely none no good Mulder and Skelly are put into another quarantine. It's a month long this time. And, you know, how many times do they got to do this? And what does this look like for them? We've had when they were uh, in Alaska and they found the parasitic life form during the episode Ice. We had mm-hmm. those very upsetting bugs that nearly killed them. And then they were in that very bad, scary quarantine facility and now we got this they're just you know they're racking up month-long quarantines when they've maybe been on the x-files for like a year and a half together and they've spent three months of that probably in quarantine you know it's just it's just the name of the game when you're on the x-files you have to pad your time with quarantine um you just got to plan for it that's true. You get a set number of vacation days and you get a set number of quarantine <laughs> days. Yeah, they're actually taking on cases specifically in hopes of getting quarantined so that they can take a little break, hang out together, 
bond and just you know enjoy enjoy their lives there's gonna be fan fictions about them in quarantines together right i mean i would think so i would yeah well yeah, i'm sure there's there's fan fictions about everything if there's not one add it to the list of ones i'm gonna write your list you know is what? getting long. <laughs> you know what? In mine, Mulder's going to be quarantined with Phoebe. Why? Why would she be there? <laughs> Alana, why would she even be there? She wouldn't be there. She's not on the X-Files. It's a fan fiction. She's going to be there if I write her into it. Ay, ay, ay. Will Scully be there too? Because I can't watch Scully go through that. I can't read Scully go through that. Oh, I thought you were going to say you wanted her to be there. Um, no. Not if Phoebe's there, because it would just hurt her to have to watch them together. Okay, I'll just make it Mulder and Phoebe then. Okay, I won't read it, but... (laughs) (laughs) I'll listen to you read it on our next podcast (laughs) about fan fiction. (sighs) Well, a month later, apparently, is when the next episode takes place, which is episode 10, Red Museum, uh, described by Hulu as cattle ranchers in a remote Wisconsin town suspect a religious cult is to blame when local teenagers are drugged and abducted. Whoa. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Not something we've seen a bunch of times. So, you know, a refreshing uh, take, a refreshing plot. Uh, It's going to be great. Well, as always, aliens, if you're out there, come get us because we're scared of the spores that might grow in our lungs. (laughs) 